Hello and welcome back to Lean Agile Escalator, a podcast of stories and tips to help you bring your Lean Agile leadership to the next level. My name is Jorge Tabares. I'm your host and coach, and we're bringing you today episode number two. I will share with you the story of Sally, a divisional VP of a growing mid-sized transportation services company whose division was facing the threat of getting outsourced or being partly sold due to missed sales and revenue targets over the last few quarters. This story takes place a year after Sally was promoted to divisional VP. She'd been with the company shortly over 12 years and had a track record for being a team builder and a strong motivator. During that year, Sally took upon herself to make key adjustments in her team that contributed to increasing the division service level significantly. But the problem she was facing now was one of much larger proportions. Products and services that Sally's division was responsible for were not the company's core services or flagship product. And for that reason, they would often be considered a lower priority in the eye of the executives and the rest of the organization. They were not meeting sales targets as their offering was way behind the competition and this was partly due to lack of strategic focus and how innovation was constrained by their old and rigid technology platform. Many projects and initiatives to improve their technology were constantly moved down in the portfolio priorities in favor of putting out fires or other initiatives in their core services. At our first coaching session, Sally expressed her frustration. We spent six months building that business case to upgrade our core system. Even IT was on board with the change, she shared with resentment. We were virtually approved to start, and then the invoicing system outage happened. Then, the audit findings report came in, and not to mention the new pet project from the product development team. None of that has anything to do with our division, and yet we were bumped down again two more quarters. Sounds like your division has been held hostage for a while, Sally. I can only imagine your frustration, I said. Exactly. How am I supposed to avoid getting sold or being outsourced when my hands are tight? But I'm not giving up just yet. Your thoughts? She inquired. Well, you seem to have some ideas on how to improve your product offering and bring more value to your customers, which in turn can help with your sales and revenue situation. Yes, I do. It's all laid out in the business case, she replied. Excellent. Can you tell me who your customer is? Of course, there are passengers who seek reliable, expeditious and modern service, she answered. Very well, but what I mean is, do you know who they are, what they do, what they think, and what's important to them besides transportation? She reflected on that for a while and then said, do you mean customer segments? Our marketing team has a lot of information on that. It is more than that, Sally. But my message here is that if you truly want to maximize the value of your product and deliver what your customers want when they want it, understanding who they are is something that you personally and everyone in your division need to do, and not only once or twice, but frequently. Okay, know your customer, got it, she said while scribbling down a note on her tablet. Second question, do you understand clearly what are the company's strategic goals? And how is it that your division contributes to achieving them? Yes, she replied with excitement. That is a big part of the due diligence we did for our business case. It is part of the background. We are apparently an important cog in the big machine. Yet in practice, it feels quite the opposite. That is good news, Sally. Not everyone takes the time to understand such a critical perspective. 
and end up focusing on things that bring no real value. But in your case, you can understand and communicate how your effort will contribute to the organization's vision. Okay, final question. Do you understand the different steps and the people involved from beginning to end in delivering new offerings, product enhancements, and providing operational support in your division? Yeah, I do, she replied with disappointment. And after a big sigh and a few seconds to collect her thoughts, she proceeded. Sally explained for several minutes what seemed to be a convoluted process with many approval gates involving various departments across the organization and extremely limited technology launch windows. She also described how, just for minor enhancements, their division was able to circumvent this process by working directly with their vendors and going to great lengths to avoid impacting any other departments, systems, or getting out of compliance. Wow, Sally, sounds like you've mastered the art of tiptoeing around everyone to get something done here. Yeah, we truly had to adapt that way, but it's simply not enough or acceptable. Right, no question about that, I empathized. Tell me, have you heard about getting organized around value? Well, I suspect I'll hear all about it now, aren't I? She said with a more hopeful voice and got her tablet ready to continue. We talked for a while about an approach to help her and her division visualize their product delivery process and the people involved in it, and how they could identify inefficiencies and come up with an action plan that she could pitch to Jared, her boss and senior executive responsible for customer experience, among other things. We talked about how to maintain focus on the evolving needs of their customers and how to also evolve their product offering with a lean startup approach that would help keep communication, implementation, and measuring results simple. With some coaching, Sally, her five directors, and key personnel of the division were able to get started. They mapped out their convoluted delivery process, identified departments and people, identified inefficiencies and redundant steps visually, and sketched what an ideal delivery process looked like considering lean agile principles and an increased focus on their customer. They quickly realized that getting there was not going to be an easy thing and that it would require discipline, changes to their working culture and their organizational structure. But more importantly, they realized that they couldn't do that by themselves, but they would require the support of the entire organization. However, they were committed to leading this effort courageously, supporting each other and keeping a humble attitude towards failing, learning and persisting. Sally and two of her directors, Larry and Diane, reformulated the new product offering ideas from the business case in the form of a lightweight solution hypothesis with clear metrics that would help them measure the anticipated benefits of each idea even before launching finished products to their customers. Meanwhile, the other three directors focused a portion of their time on improving their understanding of their customer needs from different perspectives using exploration and research techniques. In my meeting with Sally, right before the big presentation with the senior executives, Sally was feeling positive and confident. Well, we have put a lot of work into understanding our customer and defining our ideal organization to maximize the value we deliver. We have socialized our approach with all different areas that are involved 
and I have personally made sure that Jared was part of it all along. Heck, he seems as excited as we are. I've even heard him talk about how the entire company could benefit if all leaders understood value to our customers the way we do. But I recognize there's a lot more work ahead of us, that there's still a lot to learn, and that, honestly, we might not get it right the first time. But hey, we will get there, she concluded positively. I'm glad to hear your enthusiasm, Sally. You've laid it out very well. It should be plain and simple. I hope that you get the answer that you're looking for from your leadership. Good luck, I replied. Thank you for all your support so far. She paused for a moment and continued. We've reached the end of the road, you know. Our leaders will have to face the reality of whether this division is an important part of our business and what we do for our clients. I just hope Jareth and I do a good job explaining how much more value we can deliver if we have everyone's support and we're all willing to try it. And I'm sure you will, Sally. You and your team have come this far. Soon enough, their executive understood the principle behind organizing around value and agreed that the product offering from Sally's division was an important part of their strategic vision, since it had the potential for attracting new customers and bigger profit margins. But they recognized that until then, there had been simply too many distractions. So they committed to either dedicate skilled resources or reallocating funding to help Sally create a long-running team and the practice for her division. However, that was not going to happen right away. It would be a gradual transition over the following two years. And they also asked to get communication and progress soon enough then. Yes, that felt like victory for Sally. Her division had now a real fighting chance. In the first year, they worked really hard to get up and running. With emphasis in onboarding training, they built three out of the four cross-functional teams that they envisioned initially, allocating skills to the teams that could deliver continuously and consistently. They focused diligently on working on the same cadence and make the delivery pace predictable and visible to others. The words try, learn, grow and innovate became the division's mantra, empowering the team to do their best taking controlled risks. And they also created a culture of measuring and sharing, encouraging people to think of ways of measuring the results even before starting. They also started building a few newer technology components or adopting ones that already existed in the company but that they didn't have access to previously. This helped them reduce their dependency on their core system and their vendors. And, to the surprise of many, by the end of that first year, they had delivered three small technology features for web and mobile. While these didn't increase sales or revenue directly, their clients welcomed their new features with great reviews. And they got ready to take on the big core system upgrade with their main vendor, and while it was anticipated to take over a year to complete, they were confident that it would not stop their innovation. Halfway through the second year, the senior executives were very pleased, not only with the transparency and accessibility of result information, but to see all different aspects of the business, like customer service, marketing, compliance, security, etc., being considered throughout the delivery. They liked it so much that they asked Sally to propose an approach to adopt the practice across the organization. Around that time, I had my last meeting with Sally. While she was dubious at first about what the organization would look like, 
Sally honed on her learnings and wrote down their five key takeaways that she gathered from her experience changing the delivery approach. She passed down her tablet to me where she had some notes and said, you see, I've been paying attention. So I looked down at the notes and I read the following. Number one, know your customer, what they do, think, and like. And then in bold letters, it said, everyone must do this. Number two, know how you deliver and do it well. See the big picture and fix inconsistencies. Number three, invest in people's skills and motivate them. They will love what they do and learn proactively. Number four, start small and be courageous. Innovation is about learning with a purpose. And five, know how to measure it before working on it. If we can't, it's not well understood. Sally is now not only providing directions for her division, but she's also leading the Catalyst team along with Jared to help and motivate the entire organization to adopt their new customer-centric practices and showing them how to organize around value. If you liked this episode and it inspired you or gave you some value at all, please send us an email, share your thoughts, things you would have done differently, and you can also subscribe to my feed to know that you're an Agilist or an Agile enthusiast too, and that we all love to hear each other's stories. If you or someone you know have a story on enterprise-wide problems solved with a Lean Agile approach, please contact us. You could find our email and other forms of communication on our website, www.exequorconsulting.com slash podcast. That is E-X-E-Q-U-O-R consulting.com. This was another episode of the Lean Agile Escalator, a podcast of stories and tips to help you bring your Lean Agile leadership to the next level. My name is Jorge Tavares. I'm your host and coach. Until next time.